This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. <laughs> What's up, guys? My name is Peter Kim. I'm one of your hosts. And I am Unji Kim, your other host. And this and is the Ajima this show. is the post-Thanksgiving week. This is the Ajima show. We hope you had a great, relaxing break. Oh, what was your break like? Um, was it relaxing? Um, passing? <laughs> okay. I mean, it was not. I mean, my son, my son is was here he just went away i dropped him what? off at the in-laws he's staying oh, he at was home because of the quarantine and everything right but i will say that um you know we talked about it last couple of weeks like the quarantine and sort of the rates and living this way in winter is really trying to is really catching up with us it's it's catching up yeah you're starting to feel it I what do you miss most it. um time outside uh, with people with time with my friends, nice weather, like sort of yeah. feeling like that um, the end was on the horizon. And with current rates, uh, I feel like someone's like snatched me back and all of a sudden the horizon feels farther away. Yeah, yeah especially during a, a time in the year where we ought to be together. Yes. We ought to be communing. Yes. Drinking, yes. eating too much, yes. maybe making some bad mistakes, yes. being reckless. out with an ex, yeah. reckless. Yeah, this is the end of the year where you just dump everything. Yes. You go, I go. Yeah, <laughs> it's why the I, It's the I go season. Yeah. It's the I go season. <laughs> I mean, truly, and like to be, that's, that, that yeah. is starting to, was starting to come to bear. And um, yeah. the effort that you usually put into the end of the year and the holidays and like this, you know, yeah. all those things are for making not. things cozy, making things cute, presenting, have, you know, at least one holiday party yes. to attend. Purpose, right? Purpose in a Purpose. long winter. Something to. Yes, exactly. Especially Chicago, which is so fucking cold. And it's dark. so n- nonsensically cold. Yes. And dark. <laughs> It is. What? Oh, God. Has it snowed yet? No. It's kind of snowed okay. a little bit, but it's, it was not a sticky snow. It was uh, a light snow. It was mostly <sighs> rain and freezing rain. So it's that shit. But, um, <laughs> so awful. Yeah. Like it was. It's been really bad. That's but horrendous. today it's gorgeous. But today it's gorgeous. And so, I mean, okay. the break So it's was like cold fun. and sunny? Yeah. Okay, that's it's nice. Brisk. I like that. I was I was outside. I, I was layered up. Okay. Had a vest on. Wa- walked, and it was great. I mean, okay. how was the break? The break was fine. I mean, I was thankful for things. Um, you know, like it's good to, to have that sort of gratitude. But you know, when you can't share it, that's such an yeah. integral part of it. Um, yeah. And then you know, it's also yeah. That's that was it. <laughs> How was your rough. time away? How was your plugging? Plugging, what was it? Unplugging. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to be coming off the heels of such a depressive, cold, dark, and a hopeless week for you, but my week was great. 
<laughs> Do you feel rejuvenated? Renewed? Rejuved. Renewed, rejuved, reused, recycled. I feel amazing. <laughs> I, so for the listeners, Unji and I did the episode right before I took off to Big Bear. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to unplug. I'm going to... I'm. I have fucking um, Metro PCS, so my cell servers won't be working. Trust <laughs> Metro in the PCS. Yes, Peter, I did not yeah. know that things were this dark. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, been dark. <laughs> I didn't okay. know the situation I got I didn't so just grim. get Metro PCS. It's been Metro PCS for the last three years. Okay. Oh my god. That is, oh my god. I, you should have told Since me. Since I moved to LA. I, I really to- hit rock bottom <laughs> one more time. You know, they shouldn't really call it rock bottom because you keep falling through it. Yeah. And you're like, there's no bottom to it. I'll tell there's you. No, it's just, just hard like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> but I did hit rock bottom three years ago and I'm just climbing out of what that means yeah. you know like moving to a new city it's always such a, a mind fuck and especially a city like la which is not a city right it's a um coagulation of suburbs yeah it's, it's a sprawling bit, uh, metropolis yeah. of suburban yeah yeah it's bits and pieces of not even i can't even call it city like neighborhoods everything kind of reminds you of uh, um, Logan Square. A, l- yeah. a little bit. No, I can't even say Logan no. Square. Uh, um, like the I don't da- know. Downtown I guess I... Arlington Heights. Yeah, babe, there you go. The Metropolis Performing Center of Arts. Yeah, uh, it's like yeah. it's sort of like a sprawling. Like, oh, there's like a cute little strip. There's a strip mall that yeah. looks identical to every other yep. strip mall and every other. It's thing. just strips. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And sometimes so, it'll be like an identifying, like interesting. Like a Hollywood era, like Art Deco, like you know, a Spanish, like something interesting, and that's the only thing that would demarcate oh, this neighborhood from the other. That's exactly it. Yeah, and like maybe the neighborhood has like some kind of hipster eatery where everyone's lining up at. Yes, that's like the best you could. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you get a lot of uh, yard space, I guess, if you have a yard. But if you don't have a yard in LA, then what the hell are you even doing here? Yeah, it feels it, like LA is really crushing, and that's why I have Metro PCS. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, uh, I did not have service, which is great. Uh, I did not take my computer, although I am on deadline to write nonstop. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck, you know, like, but I just had to because I was getting too, um, I was getting too overwhelmed, emotionally overwhelmed. Yeah. You can't keep, you have to refill the Brita. <sighs> I keep forgetting to refill the fucking Brita. Yeah, I'm and just that saying, is like, metaphorically you know, and literally, yeah, it's what's like, ruining my life. When you don't refill it, then you just like put in enough to fill your glass. Mm-hmm. So, because you have to hurry up and like drink it. As opposed yeah. to if you just fill it all the way to the top, then you have a lot of water. Yes, I have enough water for the entire, you know, whatever gallon or whatever it is that that the Brita pitcher. I could empty the whole Brita pitcher, but I was working with driplets. Yeah, because the net, so, net effort on like just pouring in one cup. Because I've done this <laughs> intimately. When you just pour in one cupful into the Brita filter and then just drink that filter, as opposed to just wait, filling it all the way up and waiting. Just wait and Just fill. Wait and fill it up. It's going to be worth the wait. Worth the wait. Yeah. For sure. So I had a great week and it was <laughs> cold, but uh, sunny. But and, you know, I went away with our friends, Benda and John and also yeah. Aaron Diamond, who was living with them. 
um, we have been a pod all quarantine. Yes. We, I don't, we don't go into anyone's houses anymore, yeah. but uh, we were like, this is the one we're going to do. We got tested. We got tested early. They got rapid tested. Everything felt good. We quarantined before we went and we just had a really great time. And yeah. it was mostly fi- st- like stoking a fireplace, <sighs> um, playing with the dog. There was um, a dog? Watching oh, Will Ferrell movies, okay. yeah. Benda's dog. We watched Elf oh and Step Brothers. We movies. did Acid all day on Friday. Awesome. And just tripped out and saw God once again. And um, God stared back. You know, like it was just like a really great unplugging. And it felt so necessary. And now I'm back and I'm like waking up early. I'm waking up by like 7.30 in the morning. We're like, hmm, I should write. <laughs> you know, I'm like literally going. And Wait, what time have, are you going to you sleep? Know, I'm going to sleep early. Like I get tired at 11 p.m. And then you go to sleep? You get tired and then you go to sleep? I'm, I'm falling asleep on the couch. I'm like, babe, I got to go upstairs. I'm having full ass days. When I was tired, I wouldn't go to sleep till 3 a.m. Yeah, same. Just randomly watching. For nothing. Yes. Nothing's on. I was, up until four, I was up until four literally last night. Yeah, just anxious. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the break was good. It felt good to uh, completely unplug. And now I am, I'm not even fully pl- plugged in yet. I'm like slowly plugging in and it's feeling great. Um, so I, I, I just want to say that if you can unplug, do it. Try it. Uh, you you can't because your kid's not at school. Yeah. <laughs> that is <so laughs> horrific. <laughs> and I'm sorry for you. Yeah. I mean, he did just go to Please his... Please pray for Unji. <laughs> he did just go to his in-laws. And then I've been trying, like... But the thing is, because he went to my in-laws and I've put all this pressure on myself to, like, do a lot of work. Like, mm. because I have this time and I have this opportunity of just, like, turn that into pressure for myself to relax and also pressure for myself <laughs> to do work. Like I have to win. <laughs> like I need to do be serious and completely focus about work and then be completely serious and re- um, focus about relaxing. I need to do both of those yeah. things in equal measure. I need to stay <laughs> chill and I also need to lose weight. <laughs> oh my God. On top of all that, you're, you're about to break. Yeah. Uh, Look at my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> You're bulging. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if the audience knows this, but I quit cards. Yes. And that has really <laughs> helped a lot. <laughs> By the way, guys, I quit a, a, a job that Unji and I have been doing. I uh, It's a part-time job, but I still had to quit. And... I'm telling you right now, I feel amazing. You should try it. You should really try it. I think you would really, really, I think you would really love it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I've also like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people in that are listening can appreciate this, but the idea of having no job is so frightening. Daunting. Yeah. I know. I honestly know exactly yeah. what you mean. But it's different for our situation and you know that. Yes. That's, it's different. Yes. And here's here's what I think. Have you... You got that abundance candle? Have you lit it? I can't... 
I, I've not been in a place to light it yet. <laughs> okay, I uh, totally understand. Yeah. I sent Anji this abundance candle that I lit two of them over quarantine, yeah. and my life blew up. Yes. Let me just say, I know it's so stupid. It is so... I uh, Every time I talk about this stupid-ass abundance candle, I, fee- I see myself, and I hear myself, and I just want to slap myself. But I w- there is something about letting go and letting in that is magical and that's why i keep telling you to quit this job because yeah. once you do you will be ready to receive <laughs> <laughs> here's my analogy can i give you an analogy yeah please <clears throat> if you're a bottom uh, uh-huh. of any type of gender yeah and you are having uh sex yeah <laughs> Did you say that before? You gotta reward me. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is, Korean. How do you say it? Anal? <laughs> Anal sex? I think anyone. Well, let us know. You think they yeah, call it Dongkumong sex? If you're having Dongkumong sex, <laughs> the thing no. you have to realize, Unji, before you can receive the bounty and the abundance, yeah. that is that. That is the kochu. Yeah, of into you know, your tonkumo. Into your tonkumo. <laughs> what what must you do before you receive the bounty of the dick? You have to the release. release the tong. Yeah, yeah. You gotta make room. You gotta for get, the get rid of the tong from the mall. And the tong is we don't want the tong. You, you think you need it because you feel safe. <laughs> but you gotta release it. <laughs> you gotta let it go, or you won't have room to receive the abundance. So you're you're accusing so you're saying that people <laughs> you're accusing me of fecal hoarding. Yes, that's exactly what I'm accusing you of. You're holding on to the fecal matter as if because you're afraid to be empty. Yeah, Ajo. But you you will not be empty for long. That I think this analogy is not 100 percent perfect, <laughs> but it tracks. <laughs> I like that you acknowledge that it's not 100% perfect. No, I mean, I'm not fucking stupid. I'm not crazy. People are listening to this going, God, I need to listen to something else. I need to, I need to check out like, I mean, I, a queer I, Asian I, podcast I, or something. I wish I could write that. Maybe I'll write that up for the podcast title, Tonkomo Sex. Tonkomo Sex. I would love to see. I don't know. I, I've never heard anyone. I've never literally not talked to another Korean person about anal sex before. Never. Really? Uh, you and I have. You talk to me about it all, too, in, all the time. <laughs> no, but in English. Right. In English. But if as a Korean person. Right. How do you even verbalize that? Don't right. come on sex. Because- That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I or mean, like ongdongi humpu. I saw your eyes like translating it. Like it's it's so funny to watch you translate it into your brain, and your eyes lighting. <laughs> Sorry, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That was that was another. I didn't. But you're right. I don't think I've ever thought about it. Like I don't even never the language in Korean. Yeah, because there are like even the way that 
hurts. Oh, my <laughs> cheeks hurt. Because <laughs> even the way that sex is described is all like analogy or like euphemism. Like chanda, yeah. sleeping. Yeah, exactly. Chanda, yeah, right. Like it's not, it's like Victorian language. <laughs> like, you know, or like biblical <laughs> language is like, and he laid with her or some, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I don't, yeah, right. How would you do <laughs> Okay, Peter, that was so funny. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you get what my point is. Yeah, no, I mean, is that yes. And here's what it is: it's not the, it's not the job or the tong. No, it's the fear. Feeling. Yeah, of being without. But that fear is honestly what's holding you back. Yeah. I know this sounds like super nexium and you know, like you are the arbiter of your own future and all that, whatever. It is true though. I, I really, 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 really believe in this. And this has been my gospel since day one is to dream out loud. Yes. And the fear and that, and that if you're, if you're not afraid that you're not doing the right mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, I don't know. I, I it's not, I don't even know if I can even process it as a fear because it doesn't feel like something I can even permit myself to do. <laughs> like I can't even imagine. Right. <laughs> like I can't. Um, to giving up a paying job. Yes. Yes. Like willingly yeah. and have nothing yeah. afterwards. Like I can't. It's just so. Im imagine. Beyond. Imagine it. I. I think of it as something like this. Like in in the production world, right? Mm -hmm. You could you, people go into paing to get the experience, right? And to be treated like shit, to lick some boots, to fucking do the thing. Yeah. You know, eat dirt, so that you can make the connections, and move on to either producing or directing or whatever, right? But no one stays a pa. Right. Because the and, and the people who do are afraid of their own success. They're afraid to be bigger. Right. They like they like the fact that it is small. It is contained. It is known. You know, so like that's the thing I think in all ways is what the abundance candle does. And you can buy it on our website for forty nine ninety nine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, because you're totally you're what totally that does right. is yeah. it's fixing that. Yes. It's fixing that need for grasping or holding or uh, what ifs. It's letting that go so that you can be filled. I mean, it's like a superficial feeling of fullness, of safety, yes. right? And. I know people that are who have done this in even the business world that like always move on to, ne to the next thing, like assess where they are at the current job, see whether or not they can move up or even if they want to at the current company and are mm. unafraid to like move on. Like because I think like a feeling full from Tong is not like actually being full. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a butt, that's a butt clenching fullness. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can't yeah. eat. That's not being full from eating, right? That's not actually no. being satiated. You're not satiating your hunger. You're just holding on to mm -hmm. a meal from three days ago. Right. It's like being, it's, yeah, it's, it's constipation. Yeah. <laughs> well, what we need is to, we need a, a spiritual laxative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get things moving again. We need to get this yeah, was actually, you know what? Moving. I'm gonna say 
pretty good analogy. It does track. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. I know. When I first started, I was like, is this bad taste? And then I thought, when have you ever... Worried oh, it's about that. Really bad taste, but it's still tracks. <laughs> it's still tracked. Hey, as long as you can give credit where credit's due. It's like when you watch a comic that you don't like, but they the jokes are solid. You're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> it works for me. Works. I mean, that's kind of like what I've been doing with a lot of, you know, there's like a genre of comedy that is very mm. very popular among white men. And like liber- the libertarians, like that whole, not just Joe Rogan, but like, you know, Andrew Schultz, like he's like an Instagram guy. Um, I've heard of him. I don't know if I've ever seen anything. Yeah. It's like this genre of like white yeah. kind of, yeah. And this, I, I, I have like the same feeling about it. It's like, yeah, I, I understand this perspective. These jokes are fi- what, yeah. fine. Not for me. But I congratulate you yeah, on your success. Yeah, good for you, not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm, I mean, like, I'm not going to dis- discount what you you managed to accomplish with all of your. I mean, that's tools. how I hope most of the world sees our comedy. And it's, <laughs> it's not. Like, you know, it's it's no, I yeah, I think the ideal situation is for them to see us and go, yeah, not that's not for me. Yeah, but. <laughs> You're doing it well. I mean, but I think that most of the time I've, I've encountered so often times. I mean, yes, between other POC acts, I think we can acknowledge that. But I feel like so many mm. white men, when you talk about race or you talk about your sexuality, attribute your success to your willingness to talk about that. And okay. <laughs> It's very strange. And I've had a lot of people be like, well, you know, you got booked. Well, up it's because we don't need to talk about straightness. Yeah. And it's because we don't need to talk about whiteness. You, we already do every fucking day. Every day. <laughs> yeah. It's the Santa Claus of it all. <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, it is true. When they accuse us like, oh, you're hinging on your sexuality, identity politics. You can't be funny without it. Yeah, I can't exist without it. Yeah. You can. I've, I've had to make this funny because otherwise it's terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise they're looking, they're starting to go into like dragon lady. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, so it sounds like the trip was overall a success. It sounds like I need to overall quit my success. job and take a huge psychic shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that for you. I, I also took a huge psychic shit after the trip. Yeah. Um, it was a, what you know, like you've been in a relationship for so long. When you're in a relationship for a long time, you have to have those moments of like, flushing things out and having the hard conversations yeah and uh you know crying moments of like let's understand each other better why am i being mean to you why am i reacting this way what is it about me what am i afraid of so all that stuff came out after the trip too so that in that way i think i do feel kind of like refreshed and released and i have a um i don't know a, a, a better sense of uh, how to move forward you generally have these really much. big um like these like psychic cleanse stuff after you do acid i do yeah and i that's why i do them yeah because yeah. you, t- you tend to go in with such like a clear intention yeah 
Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Because you know, it, it, it does. It's not recreationally fun. I mean, you laugh a lot yeah. and you're like giggling and crying and blah blah. Right. But, um, it, I'm not like at a concert, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> having fun. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That actually sounds terrifying. It, absolutely, I don't. I I have done acid two two tabs of it by accident. <gasps> At a, a music concert, a concert thing, and it was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, just like too many yeah. foreign faces. It would be really sounds so scary. Yeah, yeah, um, But like, yeah, I mean, these large, you know, people that avoid talking about things in order to move through them. Because I've been thinking about this a lot. Because there's a part of inside of quarantine that all of us are li- living with, like um, a heightened default level of anxiety and depression it's just heightened mm-hmm. all of us are just dealing with a higher base level of it but we because of the fact that it's just the circumstances of the world i feel like it's healthier to actually not talk about that right because if you're constantly thinking about all the things that are happening in the world all these things that you have no control over it's actually a detriment mm-hmm. to your mental health i agree but then it's just yeah. it's a lot of you just screaming I'm scared. Yes. <laughs> but instead of actually saying I'm scared. It feels but there's a part of it that feels counterintuitive because of the fact that you do also need to acknowledge how you feel. But that's not what we're doing. Right. We're we're not saying I'm scared. We're saying can you believe Trump did this? Right. This fucking crazy. The world is fucking crazy. It's like, yes, that's what you're saying. But underneath that, what you're saying is I am scared. And that's important. It's been difficult because inside of quarantine, because of this sort of like not acknowledging that base level, it's been it's been mm-hmm. easier. It's been getting easier to sort of let other shit go and not discuss. Mm-hmm. We're in normal times. I think for me and my partner, me and my friends, I'd be much more willing to like talk about things, talk it through, talk myself through. But because I'm dealing with a a base, a higher threshold of anxiety and depression that I'm not permitting myself to talk about for my own sake, I'm just letting a lot more shit get through without talking about it. You know, is that good? I don't know. I don't know because I also don't know. The filter is sort of strange because like, I don't know if, the way I'm feeling is because of this heightened level of anxiety and depression, you know? So like how much Mm -hmm. is shit that I really even need to address? How much of it is just like, I mean, do I even really feel that way? You know? And yeah. Right. There must be a sense of like prioritization of anxiety (laughs) where like (laughs) (laughs) certain things just kind of don't matter. Like getting booked on a show or being like staying relevant and buzzed right is you know what i mean that all of that stuff starts to melt it which is a good thing i yes, think yes i agree because you realize that you've been spinning for nothing but the questions that remain are far more existential deep yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> like you know they're like sort of deeply yeah i mean it's it's been hard because like you're talking about right now, like with your relationship long term, it's like you hit sort of milestones and, 
you know, because so much of it is a choice, like you decide every day to wake up and love this person, right? Mm -hmm. Like there is a certain tie, a psychic bond between you, certainly a tie that binds, you know, and Mm -hmm. it can, I like to believe that love will always exist. Right. Like, I don't know how I've only, I've been in love a couple of times. And I continue to love those people. It's just this. That's the tie that binds. But the relationship is something you choose to remain in every day. Sure. Yeah. The relationship is the the kind of nine to five work of it all. Yes. And it is. It's so hard because you're two humans who are tr- just trying to figure out being alive yeah and then and then the other part of it is together, together. <laughs> right and the together and, and it seems like for me it's always and this is the longest relationship i've ever had five years five yeah. and a half years by far the longest one and the only difference between this relationship and my other relationships in the past well, is that i want to make it better i want to i i enjoy the work of it It, i it sucks (laughs) but macro level i enjoy the amount i put in and the thing i get out of it and that has to be a net positive for both humans living together uh, or it just doesn't work if if it starts minusing in one side or the other that's when it really becomes like it's trouble right and you have to like you have to kind of try to net zero every single time. It should sustain. And it'll be it heavy. Sustain. Yeah. Yeah. It should sustain. Yeah, exactly. It should be sustainable. I mean, because the thing is, at the beginning, and you're filling each other up. Uh, but after that, you're yeah. sustaining. You're sustaining. And you're, you have to learn how to newly sustain and ebb and flow because we're not static people. We no. grow and we change and we learn. And something I really, really... Uh, a breakthrough I had this past um, week and through the asset and through having, you know, this talk and all of that is that I have been harboring a lot of guilt and shame as we do yeah. Um, about com- like in my mind, I completely shifted my partner's world because we came out here uh-huh. to do what I wanted to do. Even oh. though, on the base level, we we have talked about it many times. Yes. You know, like, is this a decision we're both making? Are you under duress, blink twice, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. But <laughs> it, there, there's a, there was, at least, and still is, I'm still working on it, I'm trying to let it go more, is this immense sense of responsibility to yes. deliver a, a, a good life for my partner because we m- made this decision because of my ambition you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so there's a and i was because i i realized because i blame myself for that every little thing that doesn't work out or is bad i completely own that part of it and you know a, a very astute thing that my partner told me was you you cannot you can't you don't own that that's not yours to own you think it is and you are taking that ownership from me but right. that's why you're you're being upset and you're you're frustrated or you know you're sad because you you keep reflecting back that this is your fault and you are bad and you know you you did wrong instead you're not giving me my space to own my own decisions and right. that just really blew my mind 
I mean, because yeah, because you do t- you yeah. take away his agency. But I will say exactly that feeling responsible for someone is okay. Mm-hmm. It's when you resent the 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 toll it takes on you when no one has asked that of you. Like that is something that I certainly have felt personally, like the sense of obligation. Cause like the thing is like, we have learned that this is good. And I would, I would argue that it is to feel a sense of responsibility and obligation to somebody is a part of love. Like you Mm -hmm. can't, you can't help that feeling. Um, yeah, but it's feeling upset by its burden when nobody, yes. it's not like your parents, it's not like, you know, any, your partner was like, and now here is the, the, here is the stone of responsibility. And he, you know what I mean? Like no one put that on right. you. You put this on yourself. We it's, picked it up ourselves. We picked it up ourselves because that is us. And it is what well, that is with the nature of love. It's the resentment that you feel by, from its weight on you. And that's when you get upset, you get resentful, you get, what is it? Embittered embittered by the way that it digs into your skin this weight yeah you know and yeah. it's like it's just that's one of those things where it's a perspective thing i don't i i don't i have trouble with that mm-hmm. too i have to remember that i'm i put this on i put this backpack full of boulders on myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like, and it, it is something me. that yeah no you're you're choosing to yes. continue to carry it and it is going back Oh, well, I guess we're, it's not going back. We talked about this in the Patreon. If you're interested, we have a we, we did a whole episode on Patreon. Um, <clears throat> it, it, whatever. Check it out if you want. <laughs> but I mean, like truly cannot sell the Patreon more. Um, it's yeah. great. You get great stuff. But um, it, it harkens back to this like this level of um, kind of Christian indoctrination of the idea of Jesus bearing the cross Mm -hmm. for us. And so much of what I heard growing up is like, especially uh, thinking of uh, uh, considering my gayness and my sexuality that I always felt like it was the cross I had to bear. This Mm -hmm. is my struggle. Everyone struggles. It's romanticizing struggle. It's, um, you know, Buddha said, you know, life is pain, right? Mm -hmm. Life is struggle. Um, and then you reach nirvana, right? Where you can let go. Yeah. And it feels like I I have internalized that so much that I now like only, I only like thrive in struggle. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And because that's all I know. I mean, it's even I know if that- I'm struggling, I'm doing good or like I'm being, it's worth it. Life is worth <laughs> living because I'm struggling. I, I- I mean, I don't know if medicine is working unless it is hurting me. Like, if it doesn't <laughs> hurt, is this working? Like, I, you know, I put Tiger Balm on my face, even though my right. skin was peeling off because I just was like, this means that it's working. I mean, I will say that even the way that our, <laughs> even the way our parents characterize love to us is this way that they see it as a responsibility, as an obligation, and they yell at you because you are not holding up your part of this love contract. Like I'm carrying all this weight with the promise that you, you know what I mean? It's like even the way that Koreans traffic in love and talk about it with each other, it's like a burden that we share. The fact that we have love for each other is a struggle. 
because love is a burden. Love is responsibility. Family is burden. Family is a responsibility yeah. and it should yes. not be fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you're having too much fun with your family, it's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, that it's is, fucked that's, up. and that's the part of the reason why I think so many Koreans really cotton to Christianity so deeply because this idea of suffering yeah. is so suffering. integral right. to love. Right? You're right. Like the relationship. We between, love to suffer. We love to suffer. We love a cat on nines. We like a hair shirt. We want to fucking bleed <laughs> with love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But I, I will say the, the thing why we even talked about this was about unplugging and uh, dealing with high anxiety and yeah. possibly opening ourselves up to a, an abundant life. Yes. Not a life of constant chaos and struggle, which we we internalized as good. Yeah. <laughs> the unplugging slash the psychedelics does help with that. Meditation helps with that. Therapy helps with that. All of that helps with that. But it is a, a, it's a game. You have to keep working and I, I, there's no panacea to it, yeah. which is like the great comedy of it all that you're just like cycling through this thing. Oh, hopefully the cycles get shorter and you get more aware yeah. of the triggers and your tools and whatever. And you get you me and Unji hope for one more tool in our tool bag. <laughs> it's like I'm I, like, I need something besides a wrench. Like, can someone give me a hammer? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, something less blunt yeah. and obtuse. <laughs> Maybe a precision tool. Oh, whoa. Yeah, a Dremel. Uh, We'd love a Dremel. Yeah. <laughs> Dremel, a word you would only hear from the Ajma Show yeah. podcast. <laughs> well, we hope that this podcast and this episode can be one of these tools for you where you can you can hear us being you know honest about what we're dealing with and hopefully that, that could like clear up something or make you feel a little less alone. That's the best we could. Uh, hope for so thank you so much for listening we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back All right, we are back with Kick-Ass Korean Doll Kia. We did a long top half, so we're going right into the Kick-Ass Korean Yeah, sorry, I'm guys. I'm very excited to talk about mine. All right, sorry for the topics, okay? <laughs> it's our show, not yours. <laughs> I'm sure people reconnect. are like, who cares? We need to reconnect. Yeah, we fast forward through this anyway. And you got a good chuckle out of that double sex. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. You liked it. Uh, by the way if you do have a way you talk to other koreans about sex can you let us know like what the slang is what the new what what the disease are saying because i would really love to know and there's no like non-creepy way for me to go about finding out (laughs) so just, please slide it. Please slide into you the DMs. Slide into the DMs. Yes, exactly. It, it can be weird. It doesn't have to be. You know, we're open to both. Yeah. Also, um, leave us a review. Uh, recommend us to your friends. Uh, that's how we grow as a podcast. We don't do advertising. You know that. So. Um, <laughs> and no one advertises yeah. with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have Overcast or whatever that thing I yeah, read at yeah, the top right, right. yeah, for yeah, yeah. a hundred episodes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. My kick-ass Korean is a person named Nelson Shin. Cool. Nelson Shin was born uh, in 1939 in Pyeongsan in uh, Japanese Korea. Cool. During the... Yeah. And so an older person is an animation director who is the founder and president of ACOM Production, A-K-O-M. Now, uh, this is uh, important because I'll come back to it. But in the 1970s, Shin worked as an animator uh, at the Deepati Freeling Enterprises and Marvel Productions, where he worked on Pink Panther films, Spider-Man, and his amazing friends. Cool. Uh, while at DFE, he also contributed to the animation of the lightsaber blades in the original Star Wars. Whoa! So he had a hand. Yes. Very, very cool. After um, all of that, he uh, went back to Korea <clears throat> to find uh, to found a com- Is that how you say it? To f- he, if he found? Yeah. Founded? Founded? Yeah. Yeah. He made it. He he he, <laughs> he did it. He started it. He did it. it. <laughs> uh, AKOM Productions Co. Limited in Seoul. Um, why are they important? Well, almost everything you've probably watched in animation, they touched. They yes. did over 200 episodes of The Simpsons. Yes. X-Men. Do you yeah. remember X-Men back in the day, Saturday morning? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I was obsessed with I think that's the reason why I like bald men. <laughs> because of Professor X? Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you like a chill bald man yes. who's o- always needs like a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> and so I also <laughs> like, like FTR. I also like FTR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An infirmed uh, gentleman uh who, who uses his brain. He uses his, Me too. He, like, I like always that. like touches his eyebrow his like brow like this. Like this, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have a very specific type. <laughs> Yes, but this company worked on. (laughs) It's it, Mister Clean, but without muscles. (laughs) So X Men, they worked on Simpsons. I've talked about the Tick. Yes, back in the day, Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Tiny Toon, come on, Animaniacs, which is back. Yes, can't wait to see that. Um, Batman the animated series probably the best Batman series ever or probably one of the best animated series ever I think the Transformers yes. which is like way way old school mm-hmm. the first 11 seasons of Arthur and six of the Land Before Time films I mean wow. come on did not know there were six of them or there <laughs> there's more than six I think there's like nine or whatever holy shit there but was so much t- land before time <laughs> there was and so much land yeah I mean I mean, also, do you remember this? I remember when Simpsons took their um, cartoon stuff over to Korea. It made for so much Korean fodder inside the Simpsons. It was so exciting to see. <gasps> yeah, yeah, you're right. That's so true. And yeah. Korean animators are doing all of it. Bob's of it. Burgers, yes. everything. Everything you see is done. They're shipping out. And Korean directors, you always see, if you catch it in the um, in adult animation on networks, you will catch the director's name, usually something, a Korean name. Yes, it's true. And that's exactly the reason why. So Nelson Shin, um, how fucking cool. And I just read a Atlantic article. The, uh, no, Atlantic? LA Times? I think it was LA Times article where they were saying uh, the there's a new golden age of television about to happen and it's all going to be driven by adult animation because of this coronavirus thing. Yes. Because, um, you know, once you get it entrenched, it's it's. I hear animation is very expensive to start, but once you have everything, uh, you, you can just do 25, 30 years of it without like 
having to have more overhead costs or whatever. So, um, I mean, that's so exciting. And the fact that I have an animated thing coming out and you and I yes. are going to be, uh, we can't talk about it. Listen to the Patreon episode <laughs> because uh, we can't do it. That. We can't be public about it. But if you, uh, if you want to know, Patreon's dirty listen like to that, the Patreon yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> the Patreon <laughs> listeners are like, don't tell them. <laughs> but anyway, that's Nelson Shin. Look him up. It's so, you know what's interesting is that when they first made it over, I remember going to Korea maybe like a couple years after they made the switch over. Simpsons, very unpopular in Korea. They, it was like the mm-hmm. all the street marks, marts were filled with Bart Simpson toys. No one mm-hmm. wanted them. And I asked my cousin, I was like, isn't this exciting that they're like making it here? And she was like, yeah, but no one likes the Simpsons. It was like a type of sarcasm that was not. It makes sense. It's not. It's very antithetical to Korean humor. big slapstick yeah. humor. Yeah. It's like it, it relies so heavily on references and stuff like that. She was like, yeah, no one likes it here. Like, yeah. yeah, I get it. I mean, it, it's very heady comedy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So my kick-ass Korean is unnamed. He's an unnamed North Korean huh? man. Huh? <laughs> okay. On the day, I think this is the day after Thanksgiving. So maybe on Thanksgiving, he did this. A North Korean man seeking to escape took a almost 10 foot leap off of like oh the God. fence oh my God. into the like fucking, he crossed DMZ? through the DMZ and evaded. Wait, so he jumped over the, just right there at the DMZ? Yeah. <laughs> right there. He just, this is like spy there shit. soldiers? Yeah. Yes, there were soldiers. He evaded capture for 14 hours and he was found by South Korean oh soldiers the next day, less than a mile from the border. So he made it. <gasps> Holy shit. Yes. He jumped the fence. He jumped the fence. And so this is what's crazy, oh okay? South Korean officials questioned him and they're like, how the fuck did you do this, right? Because this is this is crazy. <laughs> they don't. No one does this. Like this is like um, this is crazy. This is spy. Like this is spy shit. This is something born identity, something like that. You know. Um. So South Korean. Wait, how did he do it? Okay. Did he use like a vault or something? Okay. So if the man's story is accurate, it's because he uh-huh. not only did he manage to avoid detection, but he also evaded landmines that are like <laughs> all over the DMZ. Okay. Holy shit. And they, so this is the thing. So he, they're like, how did you jump? So the South Korean officials questioned his story, right? So they, they made him prove that he could hop the fence and they had him jump twice in their presence. No. <laughs> They're like, literally, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> they made him jump back? <laughs> yes. Like, that to me is like the most crazy. Like, yeah. Like, they were like, yeah, yeah. prove you could do this. And so they did that. Now, they're assuming that it's his lightweight. And he's a gymnast. He had gymnastics experience. Sure. Yeah. That This is the reason why he was able to do this. And they were like, they were trying to look into why the sensors didn't ring, why none of this stuff happened properly. But this is like, what is it? The Thomas Crown Affair. You know, like those things where like those guys go through the lasers and stuff? Parkour. It's to- yeah, parkour. Yeah. It's Uh-oh. truly yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, and so like, this is the, the last defects, the last known North Korean defection that took place through the DMZ is when, remember that crazy um, video of the soldier that crossed and like drove the truck through the border and then like oh, ran yeah. out. I mean, it was, and he got caught. 
Do you remember this video? Right. Yeah, of course. It's crazy. This is the last person. I mean, like, maybe, he, I mean, I'm imagining that he's like 90 pounds. <laughs> right? Like, that he, was he must like, have used a like, a, like a pole vault or something. Like, there's no way he could just jump 10 feet over the wall without a spring. Right? Like, uh, unless he, he has, like, I don't know, paper bones or something and he just <laughs> lifts into the air. But I'm very curious. This is such a, like, insane story. I mean, it has to be, like, I, I it has to be, like, a cheerleading situation. Like, two people on the other side had to have catapulted. <laughs> like, vaulted him. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> anyways. They're like, send help. <laughs> Like, that would be so cool if this dude was like a male cheerleader yeah. in North Korea. And he's like, I got to get out of here. I'm and, too gay. They're going to kill me. And he's like, I ting. Yeah. As he's like, don't go sex. <laughs> this fucking hypothetical gay gymnast screaming, don't go sex while landing. In the TMZ? <laughs> I mean, he's just... <laughs> Psycho. I mean, he, <gasps> he also evaded all the landmines. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. It's, Anyways, it's that's nuts. my kick-ass career. This is truly the most kick-ass this career. This is, this is, I mean, we should just stop doing kick-ass career. <laughs> How do you get better than this guy? How do you get cooler and better than this guy? I mean, like, truly. like. I, I hope they let him stay. I think they do. I don't think they send them back. Like, unless it's like, yeah, I don't, I, unless they like, I, like, I think once they establish like, you're not a spy or like what you're like, a man, oh, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I think they usually Better. let them stay. Right. Let us know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Sound off in the comments. Yeah. And send me a picture <laughs> of that. <laughs> of that dick no i'm kidding i'm sorry it ended that way you guys you've been a wonderful audience thank you so much for listening uh rate subscribe review all the things if you like it it's free right you're not paying for this yeah <laughs> not like our patreon <laughs> not like our patreon they get good shit they get like all the hot guys yeah, they really yeah. do and merch. you guys do yeah <laughs> and merch oh by the way i have a little secret <gasps> I ordered, this is just, I didn't even tell NG about this because I yeah. wanted this to be a nice little, I, I wanted to do something nice. Um, I ordered a, a little cool um, exclusive merch for new Patreons. Really? Yeah. It's like so tiny, but I think it's going to go. So if you're, if you're like whatever, a, a, a tote person or like a button person, you'll get this extra thing cool and it's not even on the patreon site yeah you know what i mean like that's how cool it's gonna be <laughs> but i'll tell you after we hang up okay <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week bye, bye.